Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. I have great news. I want to let you know the ESL program is open for application. I have helped hundreds of women inside of this program move towards secure attachment and learn how to attract their soulmate partnership. I'm not telling you this to brag. I really want you to know that I know exactly where you are at right now, and I know how to get you to where you want to go. Right now, you might be investing in relationships that seem like they go nowhere, might be completely frustrated with the dating scene. You may be experiencing low self-worth, anxious attachment, or avoidant attachment, and you may just want to give up altogether on ever attracting that healthy relationship that you know deep down you do deserve. And if where you want to go is, hey, you want to be able to date confidently You want to show up as that securely attached version of you with high self-worth who takes care of herself and the person who can also attract and maintain that healthy, great relationship. If that's where you want to be and you're not sure how to get there, I want you to know I can help you. The ESL program is a proven framework. We've helped hundreds of women And right now, when you join, you get access to a very special offer that I'm not sure we'll ever do again. You will get a bonus month in the program. So that's extra time to ensure that you get to exactly where you want to be. So if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good and move to that securely attached woman I want to personally invite you to apply now to the ESL program. The link to apply is in my Instagram bio, and it's also in the show notes. I can't wait to see you inside of the program. Welcome to a special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm still on the road. I am in New Hampshire. I'm here visiting family and working while I'm traveling. It's one of the things I'm so grateful for. For that I'm able to be anywhere in the world and still serve clients and do the work I'm called to do. So I'm incredibly grateful. New Hampshire in the fall is gorgeous. The leaves are reds and orange and it's just, it's beautiful. Even if it's raining, uh, after having spent the last four or so months in Florida, it's really great to come and just see trees, not palm trees, just real trees with leaves, 
reminds me of the six years that I spent in Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. I've got time with my family and it's really, I'm, I'm going on a tangent y'all, but one of the things that's really interesting to me is I've been doing a lot of meditation lately and a theme that's come up is what's really important. What are your, what are your values? What really matters to you? Where do you actually get fulfillment from? And one of the things that's come up is family time. And in my meditation, I've got clarity that, hey, you need to make a family reunion happen. It needs to happen. My my Aunt Mary was the one in the past who always got the family together. She was our connector, right? Every Every family has a connector. And that was my Aunt Mary. And, you know, I'm very sad to say she passed away um, a few years ago from liver cancer and no one in my family has stepped up to ensure that we continue to have these family reunions. Of course, there's COVID. Of course, there's other things that have gotten in the way. Uh, But in my meditation, I've just realized, hey, you need to step up. You need to make sure that you continue to get that time together as a family. And I'm sure so many of you can relate to this, that when you really think about what matters, it's family, it's time with people you care about. It's your romantic relationship. How are you showing up there? It's easy to distract ourselves with achievement, with success, quote unquote, and to ignore the things that really bring us fulfillment. So I'm on a mission to make a family reunion happen this summer. Y'all can hold me accountable. Check in with me. Say, hey, how's that going? You got that planned? Um, And this fulfillment piece, when we think about the Tony Robbins quote, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. This applies to so many women I coach where you do all the things that you think make you successful, right? That you externally on paper, you seem very successful to everyone. This was me, right? Go get the doctorate, get the nice car, get the nice apartment downtown, good friendships. And yet I was lacking fulfillment. I was lacking in the areas that really truly mattered to me. And some of that was my own personal peace, my own personal emotional well-being was off, my spiritual life was non-existent, and my romantic life was a disaster. So what happens though is we do all these things that we think are supposed to make us successful, we we push, we push, we grind, and then we get all the success. And then when you check in and you go, oh my gosh, I'm not happy. I don't feel fulfilled. The agony is so painful because 
you thought that you did all the things that were supposed to make you happy. You put in all that work. You're supposed to be happy. And then you're not. And that's why that quote, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, really resonates with myself in the past. And it certainly resonates with a lot of the women I've coached. Um, and I think the the key to moving through this is radical honesty. There has to be radical honesty with hey, what is it that makes me fulfilled, right? Like myself recently in my meditation and realizing, hey, you need time with family. You really value your family. Why are you only visiting twice a year, right? Radical honesty, okay? And then Tony Robbins talks about it's the art of fulfillment. It's not a science. And, and this is where so many successful people get hung up. They want it to be a science. They want it to be, oh, if I go do A, then I'll feel B. The reality is it's an art. You have to be willing to experiment, to explore. And then if you don't know what it is that makes you fulfilled, you have to be willing to like just put time in your schedule to go and try things. And people don't want to do that. They don't want to spend time doing something that has no uh, obvious productive value, right? In our society, we're so conditioned to make sure that we're pushing, that we're advancing, that we're always doing something that has an external value. Uh, What about doing something just because it brings you joy. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching. Let me know what do you do that's just because it brings you joy. There's no other reason just for joy. I had to be honest with myself about working out and okay, how did that? Because a lot of people say, yeah, you know, the gym. The reality is, is you can have workouts that feel like they're just for fun and they're cause you love it. And, and cause you get to, you know, maybe dance around and listen to your favorite music and be in community and, and that, or you can have workouts that feel like a routine that feel kind of stagnant, that feel like, Hey, I have to follow this exact regimen. So it can be anything. What's more important then what it is, is how do you show up as you do it, right? How do you show up as you do it? And I try to do this in my work. And even as I'm doing this podcast, I try to allow myself to be in flow, be creative, not be self-critical, to just show up and enjoy, right? Um, So be honest with yourself. How many things in your life do you have that just bring you fulfillment? They just bring you joy. There's no per, there's no productive outcome that you get. Okay. So I know I've gone on a long rant, but I wanted to touch on this today. I have something else I want to touch on as well. So buckle up. Let's let's shift gears a little bit. This will relate though. This will relate. Okay. So 
I want to talk about masculine and feminine energy. And as I was saying, so many of the women that I coach have dedicated their lives to being extremely successful, extremely accomplished. There's doctors, there's nurses, there's lawyers, there's accomplished teachers, um, you name it, right? Like they're very good at what they do professionally. And many of them have great friendships. They've really poured their heart into their friendships. Um, and yet their romantic life is a mess. And I say that it's a beautiful mess. It's, it's a area of their life that they cannot figure out. Okay. And one of the things that, that gets in the way is when you're, when you're pushing so hard to be successful and you're attaching your worth to your success and you're trying really, really hard, it's really hard to show up in your dating life in a way that sets you up for success because in dating, in romantic relationships, there's this art of how can I show up and be relaxed and let what's meant for me come to me and attract that person who's emotionally available, right? The same things that make you extremely successful in your career life are actually going to hinder you in your dating life right? If I'm trying to move up the corporate ladder and I'm pushing and I'm doing all the things and I'm showing how good I am and I'm staying late and da, 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 da. If I take that same energy and I apply it to dating, I'm just going to be working really hard and I'm only going to be attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable and people who I have to work to get their attention. I have to work to receive their commitment and their emotional investment, right? So that masculine energy of grind, push, grow, succeed, that goes so, so well in your work life. However, it can absolutely throw you off in your dating life. So being able to transition into feminine energy is incredibly important because it allows you to move into a place where you can receive. And when you're in that place, you become attracted to people who want to give to you. And I definitely think of this in terms of attachment styles. There's ways that secure attachment, it it's doesn't really cross over. But I do know this, that if you find yourself constantly in masculine energy, you are probably more likely to experience either anxious or avoidant because when you're in secure attachment, it's easy for you to navigate between a masculine and feminine energy. When we've had relationship dynamics that have been painful in the past, and we've had to learn how to cope and survive in relationships, 
it's going to feel really challenging to go into feminine energy because it doesn't feel safe. Okay. Secure attachment will allow you to be in both masculine and feminine energy. And without secure attachment, you're likely just much more comfortable in masculine energy. There's a lot more control. There's a lot more, hey, I can show you that I'm good enough. There's lots of action taking, right? And in the the feminine energy, it's, hey, I'm worthy of it all. I'm here. I don't have to try hard. I am who I am. I accept myself, right? I can receive. I don't have to push. I can receive. So one of the things I wanted to touch on is this idea that, hey, in your securely attached relationship, when you work to co-create and build a securely attached relationship with someone, you are allowing a new relationship paradigm. You are allowing yourself to embody both masculine and feminine energy. And you're like, okay, how does this work? Well, in the past, probably in your parents' relationship and for sure in your grandparents' relationship, it was very clear, right? There was the masculine role, there was the feminine role. And the man is supposed to be the breadwinner and supposed to make all the decisions and he's the one in charge and he's supposed to make the first move and he's, you know, going to be the one to propose, etc. And of course, I'm talking about heterosexual relationship dynamics here. I acknowledge there's a ton of ways this could look in different sexual orientations. Um, but traditionally, that role of you have the one person who's in charge, then you have the other person. And no wonder we have, you know, there was talks of like in the in the 40s and 50s, the female hysteria and, um, you know, the housewife who's gone mad, et cetera. It's like, well, she was forced to completely give up her power and she was forced to give up her ability to make decisions. Of course you would feel depressed or anxious or confused, right? So we have that old paradigm, that old dynamic. It doesn't serve us now. You can decide that you are worthy of showing up in both masculine and feminine energy in embodying the person who makes decisions and takes charge and can be the leader while simultaneously allowing yourself to receive, allowing yourself to sit back and let your partner make the decisions and What's really important is acknowledging that in the securely attached modern relationship, you and your partner can flow between these roles. You can figure out who's taking the lead on what, and you can allow each one of you to be comfortable in either role because there's also this piece of, hey, men need to be able to express their emotions. I've realized this a lot of times we say, oh, men never express their emotions. Well, how many women are comfortable with men expressing their emotions? 
How many women actually find it a turnoff if a man is open about his fears, if he's open about things he's sad about, right? It's not just men that have stunted the emotional expression. It's also the responsibility of women to say, I see you. I can hold space for you. You can tell me what's going on for you internally. It's safe, right? So this new relationship paradigm, I did a post on this recently and said, the conscious relationship is a rebellion. And this is what I'm talking about. You know, I've always been someone, I don't like to do what everybody else is doing. And that's served me really well. Like, seriously, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. Like growing up, if everybody's into a book series, I don't want to read that book series. Like Harry Potter, I had to read that in secret. I don't want to admit that I'm doing, I'm into the thing everybody else is into, right? I, I have so many examples for you, but I've always been like the rebel. If I took Gretchen Rubin's personality um, test that she has, I would come out as I have already. And I kept come out as the rebel. So in this case, a new relationship paradigm, and obviously I'm not the only one who is behind this. Many relationship thought leaders in the space would agree with me that you can choose differently than your parents. You can create this uh, relationship culture, each relationship has a culture, create this relationship culture where, hey, you and your partner are intentionally creating what feels best to you. And part of that is allowing each other to embody both masculine and feminine energy, allowing each other to co-create secure attachment together as a team, as a partnership, allowing there to be space for honesty and truth, allowing there to be creation together in your relationship of creating what you both want. It's a win-win kind of relationship instead of the old paradigm being compromise, win-lose, who's going to lose the most. That's the old paradigm. Who's going to lose the most? in the relationship. And historically it was women. And the new paradigm is how can we both win and support each other and grow and create a relationship instead of compromising? Woo. I'm getting fired up. How can you be in a relationship that is a win-win for both of you where neither person sacrifices what they want. Neither person sacrifices who they are. You don't lose your identity, but you simply merge and grow together and you create something beautiful while maintaining your own identity as an individual. That's the new paradigm. And I don't know about you, but I won't do the old paradigm. I've done it and it's not for me. And (laughs) for me, it was like, okay, I guess If I was going to do the old paradigm, I would just rather be single, forget relationships. I would just rather travel the world and have 15 dogs and hang out with my family and be single because that's not for me, right? That that old paradigm didn't serve me. So I hope that you know there is a different way, right? Come join the rebellion. Do, Do the conscious relationship 
decision. Allow yourself to, to be who you really are within a relationship. Oh my gosh, that reminds me. Oh boy, I don't know if I should talk about it. Oh, I'm not going to. Something happened the other day. I won't go into specifics, but I witnessed someone completely change who they are. Like I knew this person well. I know her. I know who she is. I know how she communicates. And I witnessed her completely change the way she spoke, the sound of her voice, the words she used, her body language. She completely changed as her partner entered the room. And inside, I felt sad because I knew that I knew that experience because that was me in the past. Completely becoming a chameleon, completely changing if my partner is there, becoming who I thought I was supposed to be, becoming the um, quiet non-opinionated, passive, flirty version of me who couldn't make decisions, right? Like if that's who you become in the presence of your partner, you might ask yourself, hey, wow, am I compromising? Am I actually allowing myself to show up as myself? Anyways, I witnessed that happen. It reminded me of my past. I I processed it. I have yet to give feedback to that person. Anyways, I will. (laughs) And And it's funny, right? It's like in a friendship. Oh, man, how do you have that kind of conversation? But you do it out of love. And you say something like, hey, I noticed this happen. I'm so curious. What's that like for you? Do you notice it happening? I always talk about how curiosity is your superpower in relationships, right? It really is. Use Just use curiosity. And that's what I'll do in that friendship. Anyways, the whole, there was a lot in this episode because I've been really just working on the book. I've been immersed in different conversations and I've been growing a lot myself and I've been reading a lot and I really felt like this was an important topic for you all. So I hope you got a lot out of this episode. And I do want to let you know that if you need help with that new paradigm and how how do I embody my masculine and my feminine self within the context of a relationship? How do I get in a relationship and not lose my identity? If that's you, I would highly encourage you apply to to the ESL Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. We've helped hundreds of women at this point. It's amazing. It's a proven framework. And I always tell people, you don't know how to do something that you've never done or you've never seen, right? You need to be able to have a framework, to have support, to have structure, to be able to see a path forward. If you've never seen it, how are you supposed to do it? Right? So I really believe that this, this program is designed to help you create what you really truly want, no matter your past, 
maybe you felt out of control in your past relationships of just kind of, well, whatever happens, happens. And that's how relationships are. And I see these other people who have great, healthy relationships, but apparently that's just not available to me. I used to think that like, yeah, there's something wrong with me. I'm never going to have a healthy relationship, just something wrong. I better just accept it. That makes me sad. That's not the truth. You can absolutely have a healthy, great relationship with yourself first. And then with a romantic partner, it's completely available to you. And I want to support you in it. So if you're ready to make that change, going off of my last episode, if you are committed, not just interested, but you are committed and you're ready for this change, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program the month of November. You still get an additional month completely free. That's another month of coaching, another month of support. Uh, You get one-on-one coaching, you get group coaching, all the things. Um, And we're still going to do 2% of proceeds will go to the National Domestic Violence Hotline because I believe in supporting that organization. Just as I myself was once a suicide hotline worker, I know those people work really, really hard and it's, it's a really important job. So I want to support them in the ways that they support women who are leaving abusive relationships. All right. I hope this episode was helpful. I hope you got a lot out of it. I know we covered a lot and I just want to say that I'm grateful for each one of you who tunes in to the podcast. It means a lot to me. And if you haven't already done so, it would mean the world, the world. If you would go take 90 seconds, leave an Apple podcast written review. If you don't know how, you can always Google it. You don't even need an iPhone to do it. Uh, But it takes about 90 seconds. Apple podcasts, written review. I do read each of those reviews. So I, it just, it keeps me going. It's not always easy to do the podcast, but then when I see those reviews and I know that it's helping, it keeps me, it keeps me putting out episodes. So help me help you go leave a written Apple podcast review if you haven't yet. All right, y'all, I appreciate you. And you know, the deal I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.